Happy February, everyone. In fact, it's almost over. Today is February 28th, 2024. I'm Paula Bach, author of Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child. Thank you for joining over 4,000 listeners. Today's topic is not only serious, but also provides strategies and tools to fight bullying. Now, that may sound like the same introduction that you heard just a few days ago with my last podcast. In fact, friends, it is. But that podcast dealt with students being bullied. Today's podcast deals with teachers being bullied. In fact, today's podcast is aptly titled Bullygate. Truth. Bullying teachers to quit enables school principals to avoid litigation of unprovoked firing. The last word from my February 10th podcast regarding bullying in the public schools was... Don't be afraid to stand up against those bullies, whether they be kids or adults. So, truth. Adult bullies exist. Well, you already knew that. You may even live with one or two, or you certainly have worked with one or two in your career. You find them everywhere. In corporate America, civic organizations, on the interstate highway, and of course, and unfortunately, schools. According to Harvard Business Review, and I quote, while the organizational costs of incivility and toxicity are well documented, bullying at work is still a problem. An estimated, wait for it, 48.6 million Americans, or about 30% of the workforce, are bullied at work. Here's another truth. Bullying teachers into resigning their positions is the new Watergate in American education, hence Bullygate. Sadly, adult bullying in today's schools is unabated and continues to persecute those who chose the field of teaching. This is the new norm. Well, it may not be so new, but it is definitely a well-accepted means to shove teachers out of their jobs. Education should be about subject matter, collaboration, and celebrating positive outcomes. If there was ever a place which should remain void of adult bullies, it should be the hallowed halls of America's schools. Unfortunately and increasingly, antagonists thrive in those not-so-hallowed halls. So, who are these bullies? Well, you can guess. Parents, colleagues, people who work beside you and principals, and unfortunately, sometimes even students. These folks are allowed to vocalize carte blanche, unfounded accusations throughout the entire school year. Teachers would rather quit in order to avoid the menacing, potentially career-ending attacks. It's simple. Avoid litigation of firing tenured, successful teachers or those teachers who do not comply with today's cultural norms by replacing the act of firing with year-long unsubstantiated claims of unprofessional conduct. Perhaps the listener feels rather smug about the demise of our teachers. After all, these 21st century educators belong to unions. They crowd our children's brains with gender fluidity and are card-carrying members of Marxist ideology. Not so fast. Those are not the facts. Fact one. 
According to American Education News Source, and I quote, the National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers lost more than 59,000 working members combined during the 2021-22 school year, according to the U.S. Department of Labor Disclosure Reports. That decline comes after 82,000 member loss the previous year. And this from Forbes. Remember, one in five AFT members and one in three NEA members voted for Donald Trump. Uh, in full transparency, I, I joined both the Nebraska and Colorado Teachers Associations with one goal in mind. I needed an advocate to fight for me when, not if, when, administrators and parents attacked my integrity. Over my 46-year career, I probably enlisted those associations on at least a half dozen occasions when administrators failed to protect me from unfounded student or parent aggression. Fact two, there are states now that are restricting what may be taught in the area of gender fluidity. And those states are Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, South Dakota, and Virginia. And fact number three, and this is from Econ Lib. Overall, Marxism is a tiny minority faith. Just 3% of professors accept the label. So teachers unions losing members, educators wary of woke teaching and embracing a Marxism ideology demonstrate the reticence of the teaching community in becoming classroom activists. So what possible narrative can explain forcing teachers to resign without due process? There are underlying, and in my opinion, very dark reasons. According to Not Waiting for Superman, I quote, but the underlying reason behind the majority of cases of workplace bullying in schools is that managers or administrators have decided they want a staff member to tender their resignation and move on. Often this is because they want to cut staff salaries and employ a newly qualified or unqualified alternative. Sometimes experienced staff members are simply too influential and get in the way of leaders' change agenda. But here's the one where I was the victim and I believe many teachers today are victims of. And I quote again, The attitude of many educational leaders is that it's faster and easier to drive staff to write a resignation letter than to support their training needs or follow school processes and procedures. Bullygate is real. Just a few days ago in a district nearby, a teacher was escorted out of his building with no reason given. He was placed on administrative paid leave and not privy to outside resources to inquire the cause of his removal since no union or association exists in his district. After eight days, this teacher was called to a meeting of administrators, none of whom he knew. The cause for his removal? There were five students who did not like the way he taught American history. Let that sink in. We are now in a culture where students can oust a teacher because they disagree with his methods of teaching. And we wonder why there is a teaching shortage. 
Teacher trauma matters. If you haven't read any of my previous blogs or heard my podcast, I experienced Bullygate firsthand. This from my book, Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child. I am a teacher. That is to say, I was a teacher until I was summarily dismissed, fired, forced to retire on April 25th, 2017. I am not sure which term fits my demise best. On April 24th, the day before, it would be fair to say I was comfortable in my position and worked relentlessly to sustain that feeling. On April 25th, I walked with confidence toward the administrative offices for my end-of-the-year evaluation, better known as EOY. While this year contained its usual ups and downs, why would this EOY be any different? I am unable to bury the words I heard that day. You will not be the choral director here next year. If you do choose to return, you will be placed where you cannot be a part of any negative student interaction. My breath stopped. Swallowing hard, I, I tried to make sense of those words and started to ask questions. The voice raised in decibels as if scolding a naughty child. Did you not hear me? You are not going to be teaching here next year. On April 26th, cowering at home, I felt lightheaded with heart palpitations. A pit formed in my stomach like none other experienced before. I felt hurt. I was confused and certainly betrayed. I prayed, but not the prayers of praise and thanksgiving. No prayer passed my lips thanking God for the privilege of being a teacher. All I could mutter was, why me, God? Really? April 25th, 2017 was my day which will live in infamy. As dramatic as that may sound, this best describes the deepest hurt I ever experienced as a 46-year veteran teacher. So we've been talking about truth a lot. It's the pill that everybody wants but can't seem to swallow. So here's even more truth. Through research, I later found the district which employed me and ultimately fired me was completely immersed in plots to remove seasoned teachers. These administrators were so arrogant, they actually gave it a name. Exile Isle. As you read this next excerpt from my book, or in this case, I will speak it to you, ask yourself if you or educators you know are experiencing Exile Isle right now. At a meeting convened to gain information about why our district was using intimidation to drive out teachers, I discovered the following. All of us teachers, mostly over the age of 40, experienced bullying behavior from our administrators. The effort exerted by those admin teams forced all of us into leaving our positions. In most situations, the offending administrator was male. How could these career professional women receive evaluations riddled with false accusations, experience harassment, and derogatory comments? How could our colleagues and community not demand justice? How could years of evaluations with the highest scores be altered in the last year of their employment? Modus operandi, MO. 
A particular way or method of doing something, especially one that is characteristic or well-established. Make no mistake. An unambiguous MO intertwined itself throughout all of the narratives. Administrators set forth to rid themselves of older female teachers in a very unsettling procedure. Exile is a term used to compel teachers into resigning or retiring, thus avoiding the firing process. When teachers quit of their own volition, no recourse exists to litigate damages against the district. My ordeal substantiated the implementation of Exile Isle as the end game designed especially for me. Tenured with excellent evaluations should have been my insurance, my sustainability in my position. The Exile Isle procedure appeared multifaceted and scripted by administrators. The following 10 points are exactly how I experienced being kicked off the island and is currently used in schools across the United States. Number one, early in the fall term, veiled verbal and emailed accusations cast a shadow on my integrity. Number two, the administrators sided with any complaining parents making no efforts to fact find. Number three, Emails sent on Mondays with vague agendas requested meetings the following Friday with an administrator. Number four, meetings always scheduled in the middle of the day, so returning to classes after receiving a verbal rough-up presented its usual challenges. Number five, three to four confrontational meetings per semester behind closed doors without witnesses proved debilitating. Number six, answers to questions raised regarding supposed classroom scenarios never garnered even a nod of affirmation from the administrator. Number seven, each additional meeting, administrators became more direct with printed out unfounded accusations. The questions from previous meetings already asked and answered would reappear. Number eight, the tone of the meetings began to take on a demeaning nature by mid-year. And I'm going to quote from what an administrator said to me. This meeting is for you to listen and for me to talk. Again, with no witnesses. Number nine, no rational answer would satisfy the administrator's growing distrust. And finally, number 10, at the EOI end of the year evaluation, Teachers could return, but in a lesser position. Thus, they were not fired, only diminished. Before I leave you with the impression that only teachers are bullied, it can happen to administrators too. This from the Colorado Springs Gazette on February 15th, just a few days ago. And I quote, One third of Pine Creek High School staff and two-thirds of students were absent Friday in response to the removal of Principal Tracy Carmeni two weeks ago. Morale throughout the school has been low in recent weeks, school counselor Kelly Stewart said. While the decision and lack of explanation has reportedly taken a mental toll on faculty who admire Carmeni's leadership, the school is also struggling with staffing shortages and other ongoing challenges. 
Following mounting pressure from school staff to the district's Board of Education and Superintendent Ginger Harborer, an all-staff meeting was held Thursday morning with Assistant Superintendents Cameron Smart and Jim Smith to discuss Cormani's absence. They said, We've seen your emails, we hear you, and that's all they said. And our teachers just berated them with questions because they're so upset at this, Principal Secretary Pam Krasowski said, and they had no answers. D20 administrators sent an email to Pine Creek parents and guardians Thursday night informing them of the planned walkout and the operations may be impacted during the school day. Due to the uncertainty leading up to the school day, students were given the option for an excused absence. I have a poster on my blog that states, Schools can't become the best places for students to learn and grow unless we make them the best places for teachers to work and grow. Bullygate Solutions The forcing of America's teachers by administrators to leave their jobs is a real epidemic. I experienced it, witnessed it happening with colleagues, researched it, wrote about it, and currently continue to see the existence of Bullygate. Can it be stopped? Yes, it can. Watch for my next blog or podcast. The title, it's a working title, School Administrators, the Bullies Who Wreak Havoc on Their Teachers. Please feel free to share this podcast, especially if you know teachers who have been or are currently bullied. Please encourage them to share. My email, especially for teachers, is rescuetheteacher at yahoo.com. That's rescuetheteacher, all one word, at yahoo.com. If you are a teacher who has been bullied, please, please send me your story. Again, to the same email, rescuetheteacher at yahoo.com. Venting does help, and your experience will be kept in strictest confidence. The last word, I love writing and podcasting on Substack. The feedback keeps me going. Spread the word, please, and hit those subscribe and share buttons now. Today's motivation, tune in for strategies on dealing with bullying administrators. Thanks, everyone.